Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 316 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Zion. I am really surprised you went with that intro and we didn't do an after dark because it is almost, you're almost on the other side of tomorrow. Uh, it's eight minutes to midnight, and this this is yeah. this is all this is all my fault. Uh, this is one of those weeks in which I'm doing <laughs> no. uh, radio <laughs> on Thursday instead of Friday, and also one of those weeks where normally when I'm preparing like the weekly news rundown for for radio, I'm building it like over the course of the week, and so I have half the stories like all done. This is one of those weird weeks where not only was most of the stuff I wanted to talk about just dropping today and yesterday a lot of it a lot of it involved oh and by the way here is three and a half hours of recorded congressional testimony that you kind of really want to actually listen <laughs> to oh and by the way and here are pdf files of uh of of gao office uh, uh, uh gao office of gao reports that you probably also want to take a look at because the more you look into this one story the more you're more moving towards saying something that is kind of forceful and like not inviting any argument and that means you have to be twice as sure about what you're and and then so as soon as i got that show prep done it was already late and then it's like okay so well at least i can knock out the the show doc for uh, for material like Oh, that's right. There's an hour-long interview with Sundar Pichai on video that I really did want to. Okay, so perhaps we'll be going a little bit later today. Listen, uh, people appreciate it, and they're going to appreciate <laughs> it. They're going to appreciate the content. That's why we have good content. It's because of you. But also this week, you were very busy doing my other show on the Twitter yes, network. It was, th- thank it was you, all about thank Android. Thank you again for... Thank you again for inviting me on All About Android. Thank you again for being like the perfect person to fill in. That was, um, (laughs) you know, and no shade to previous guests who have come on, but it's just Andy and I, because we do this show together, we have our own rapport together already. And so in a situation like that, where I didn't have Ron or Jason, you know, they're, they've been there from the start. I'm the person who came in like halfway thus far through the show's life. And, you know, I still feel like I've got some pretty big boots to fill. So I appreciated just having people around who were very comfortable and made the whole situation comfortable. So I think that's why we ended up having like, you know, a a good show. It was, it was a good show. It was, it was a good fun show. Mm -hmm. And I I think it was, it was no lie for, for people who, who do enjoy the show. I'm going to recommend definitely that you check it out and go to uh, twit.tv uh, or go to YouTube and uh, and actually watch it because if you've ever wondered what it looks like when Flo and I are recording this show, the difference being that like I was uh, I shaved, I put on like when I'm when I'm streaming video, I do. It was try the first to look thing we said to each other. <laughs> right, You're exactly. like, I moisturized. I'm like, and I put on makeup. <laughs> like, Whereas now again, I, it's, it's Wednesday, and Wednesday is like one of my locked oh, no, in the, locked yeah. in the office all day long, and again, no air conditioning, so I'm wearing like a two XL shirt that is about half again the weight of it. Uh, with sweat and so the the the, the collar is like all uh, sucked summer. down and stuff and see i'm and in I a hoodie like, and but also like i'm listen if you want to know how grody i'm going to take you there i'm wearing <laughs> maternity leggings i'm not pregnant <laughs> it's just where i going to put it there <laughs> do, do they make maternity leggings in men's sizes because that sounds like something cozy they're extremely cozy and they come up like all the ways 
<laughs> it's like a girdle. I don't care. Yep. I'm being real here. Um, but also that's at the point where I am at in my leggings and my closet is, you know, I, I'm at the very back of the drawer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we're at. But you know what? That just also shows our dedication to the craft. <laughs> exactly. We as are, far we as are, I'm concerned. We are determined. We are, uh, we, we, we are, despite the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, we shall persevere because we are descendant from the, the mammals that were able to get through the Ice Age and escape from the larger, larger carnivores. Um, but I, I, I understand that you too are going through your Book of Job sort of trial by God at this moment in the oh, form of a I am bird. doing... I'm doing Jesus Kanye. Hands. I'm doing Kanye <laughs> praise hands was just like very extreme energy here. Um, and I, I'm going to say it's extreme fringe energy because what I'm about to say might sound kind of unhinged. But um, so my SIM card is dead. It's uh, rest in peace. Uh, two days old. It died. Just stopped working. That's not a long um, time. No, it's not. I'm I'm frustrated. I'll explain why I'm frustrated as soon as I get through the events that happened, which is that I switched to this Pixel 5, this review unit from Google, because of the new job, needed to get on board with all the latest things, put my Verizon SIM card in it. I had an original SIM card, 4G LTE, and I got that SIM card around 2016. So it's swapped phones. It's traversed places. It's been fine and trusty. Um, Last week I had it, I got it in my mind to start playing with my RCS settings. So I went in, I did some shenaniganery in the settings of the Android messages, trying to like figure out what was going on in there. I, somehow that broke all my messages. I stopped getting text messages, right? So I was like, ah, what's going on? A couple days later, the whole SIM card just, the data gets borked. So I have absolutely no data out in the world. And I didn't realize it until I was walking with Mona. We were walking on Sunday and, you know, you're trying, I'm already like not enthused about what is pushing now. Yeah, effectively a 40 pound stroller, <laughs> she, you know, her plus the the equipment that she's in, it, it's gotten heavier. And remember, California is hills, baby. So right. And, but look, it's good exercise, but you know, you got to really pump yourself up to go do that. And I didn't have the music to do that because the data was killed. And I was just like, I had to listen to a podcast that was like seven weeks old, which is fine, but you know, not what you need when you need to push up a hill. (laughs) I'm frustrated. So I just kind of put it on the back burner. I make an appointment at Verizon for Monday and I'm like, I'll go take care of it tomorrow. I'm not going to deal with it because because I have a backup SIM. (laughs) I do have a secret phone number. I'm not going to ever tell anybody about it. So no, you can't have it. But so I have a secret phone number in case I need it, which is good. So I go to Verizon on Monday. I go to the store 15 minutes away from my house and the manager is helping me she gives me a new 5G SIM. She's like, let's get you upgraded. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Doesn't work at all in the Pixel 5. She does like network settings refresh. She does a preferences reset. She does every kind of reset that you can possibly do, uh, except, you know, before you get to the factory reset, which I will not, I will absolutely not allow them to do. Right. Okay. Um. So... 
right. Gave me the new SIM. Okay. Wasn't working. I thought to myself, I remembered the headlines about the Pixel 4a 5G that it you needed a specific Verizon variant to have it work with their flavor of 5G, which they use MMWave. It's whatever. It's <laughs> go read about it. Right. <laughs> um, and I th- mistaken it, it mistook at the time the facts, and I thought, oh, this is actually the phone that has that issue. And so I was like, oh, don't you guys like have an issue with this phone where you like sell your own variant? She's like, yeah, that's what it is. I don't really think I don't again I don't want to shade people who are doing their jobs now I'm afraid this person is going to listen for some reason and hear me say this and I feel terrible because she really did help me um I took out I brought the one plus nine with me because I was afraid that this would happen and I was like well I'll bring another phone in case we need to do some diagnostics and the 5g sim worked just fine so what was happening is in the Verizon computer in the network, it was saying that the Pixel 5 was a 5G test device. So it just wasn't like, because Verizon has this whole activation situation mm. that it has to do. Remember, it's still a CDMA yeah. network. They're still very antiquated. But I stick with them because, quite frankly, they have the best service in the Bay Area. So <sighs> I thought everything was fine when I walked out of there. I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to complicate things further. This is a review unit. It's not like you know, I don't need to use this phone. Right, exactly. It's not important to make this work for the next two or three years, yeah. Exactly. So I was like, that's fine, whatever. I got this working out my phone number. But then today, I'm like, I'm on deadline today. Guess what, guys? Didn't make my deadline. You know why? I got super sidetracked by this whole situation, and it wasn't even like, yeah. yes, it's a slight annoyance, but it's just, I really need my phone to function. I need that phone number. I've had that phone, like, Look, go and read all the things out there about how your phone number is your ID in other places in the world. <laughs> the phone number it carries a lot of weight. I've had this phone number for 20 years since I was a oh, teenager. Yeah. Yep. I very much rely on it and I want it to work and um it sidetracked me today. It upset me. It <sighs> I'm trying I tried to like make some Instagram stories out of it so I could just like laugh about it or something instead of just being really seething mad about it. I tried to send my husband to take care of it today <laughs> because I was trying to just finish as much as I could of the story and they wouldn't let him deal with it because <sighs> security purposes, I guess that makes sense. Sure. You know what? I thought about it. So we're not on the same plan and I'm like, you know what? It's probably good. They protected me from him. What if he was like, a, you know, Anyway, now I'm going, I'm digressing. The point is, folks, I don't have a working sim right now and I feel really empty. It's really bothering me and it has derailed my week to the point that Andy and I couldn't quite start the podcast without me having to do like a bunch of like <laughs> mm, security things, so to speak. It just derailed self-soothing. me. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, so thank you. So I'm totally self-soothing right now. That's why I went through half a bag of M&Ms. And I'm not saying the regular M&Ms. I'm not saying the share size M&Ms, Andy. This giant bag of M&Ms right here. The, the I ate half this bag, thing. Yes. I ate half this thing today because I just don't know what else to do with myself but shove sugar in my mouth. So yep. 
That's where well, I'm at. I mean, I've, I've, I, I, I haven't gone through what you've gone through today, but I think I, I think I this I've, week, I've, Andy, I've gone through this week. This sorry, week. but yeah, there, there's a certain kind of frustration that I feel when there's something I need to get done, but I have to troubleshoot before I can do that simple basic thing. I still, you know, probably I, I, it's memorable. One of the most angry and frustrating days I've ever had in my home office was it's one of those days where I, I wake up at 8:30, hit the ground running and, and by that by that I mean don't even get out of bed because I have to take the laptop off the nightstand into my into the bed make sure that whoever got the, whatever I filed last night I get their edits back cuz I need to turn those around really really quickly and it's going to just boom 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 go 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 until like 9 p.m. but I have a half hour that I can have for to, to take lunch. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was going to be a big, big rush of a day. So the night before, like I got like a takeout sandwich and it's in the fridge. It's going to be like turkey, turkey club sandwich. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really, really enjoy it. And I know what TV show, like what streaming show I'm going to watch like during this half hour. And so, okay, okay. So I got, it's, I have to do lunch like 45 minutes later than I thought I would, but here, here I am. And sit down, and my uh, my Roku box couldn't connect to the internet, <laughs> and I'm just this is a lot. N- I'm just should... numb with anger. That okay? I guess I thought that I deserved to have just sit down and watch television, but no. My responsibility is to troubleshoot a networking issue before I can simply watch television. Now, for most of my life, okay, at this at this point, it, I've been watching like regular TV for most of my life. For most mm-hmm. of my life, I simply turned it on and magic signals either flying through the air like hosts of angels or like a triumphant marching parade of entertainment ants marching through a cable would bring the television into it and it would just work. But no, see, I, the television is not here to serve me. I, this, I mean, this is the monologue that I'm doing as I'm resetting things, as I'm checking connections, as I'm watching time tick, 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 tick down. And by the time I get it working again, I, I've got 15 minutes left this. and I'm still too angry and wound up. And I swear to God, this happened like 15, 20 years ago. It must have been probably closer to 15 years ago, but it's still like a standout of where I'm just saying, okay, I, I, actually, we're, I was mentioning this to you before we started recording that there are times where I don't know if this is normal brain behavior, but it's like that there's this sort of like uh, the, 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 I, I have my brain partitioned and I have this sort of custodian part of the brain that recognizes that. Okay, Andy's not having a good time of it. I'm going to have to manifest almost physically and help him get through this and say, okay, well, again, I'm, but I'm proud of you, Andy. You're, you're, you're solving the problem and you're not getting, you're not flying off the handle here. You're not throwing, you realize that throwing things would be a bad thing. You're not even yelling, which Ooh, you could be doing because almost, you're alone. In, yeah. But sometimes it, there. it really, it really is like that where it's like, this is not, this should not be that complicated. That That is, that is also the reason, by the way, why my, my website has been fallow for so long, because I just cannot get my head into I just want to write stuff and post it to my blog. I don't want to have to figure out how to how to fix this problem with my site certificate. I don't want to have to figure out why this template is uh, is putting the headline in the wrong place. I just want to write stuff and post it. And I realized <sighs> that if I'm gonna, if I'm going to keep my saying Freud, if that is the proper usage of the term. It's like, maybe I'll just forestall this until the day where I can just sort of throw money at the problem and pay someone to fix this for me. 
Mm. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I cried. Oh. <laughs> it was so That's frustrating. Okay. It was so frustrating. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It was cathartic. I cried yeah. and then I got back to writing and and we ended up getting most of what we need written. So it was good. At the end of the day, I'm gonna go back tomorrow and try and fix it. I will let you all know how this saga ends. <laughs> um but very quickly, Andy, it seems you had a tiny bit of a saga yourself. Well, yeah, not 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 quite so bad as what we've been discussing, but at least it's oh, in the same category the of what I talked about earlier. So, <laughs> um, if you've been following social media, the the angry attention attention getting faction of various like tech medians, tech social media, have been complaining about how uh, the Google TV interface that's been pushed out to that's been pushed out to like the uh, Nvidia Shield. Uh, now has the Google TV interface where mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. just yes, yes. a deck of like launch tiles representing all the apps you have installed and you just click oh, on the I launch. I can't believe I forgot yeah. to put that in yesterday. Now, now, now it, also, it also has a deck of here's a recommended stuff. And I know you don't subscribe to Disney Plus, but if you did have Disney Plus, you'd be able to watch this new Pixar movie. And so we're going to put this little like ad for this thing here. And I've, I've dealt with that on my uh, Google TV with a certain with with dignity and resolve and that sort of stuff the the weird okay. thing though that the thing that sort of broke me finally was uh, I've had this interface since this little dongle came into my life since what October the earlier, earlier than that I've been fine with it but this this week one of those like little like screen wide suggestion tiles had a the, a face of a very attractive young woman that i take to be some sort of entertainer it was sort of like a pouty like pose of strength and the text said <laughs> okay uh, i i've her, her name was not gern blanston i can't remember what her name was because again i i have no idea who this person is said uh, play uh gern blanston's video playlist find out the uh, watch the tv shows that shaped gern blanston in her life and i'm like a i have no idea who Gern Blanston is be on that base. Even if I knew who Gern Blanston was, my being the least bit interested in her formative television shows would rely a lot. And my having a lot of love and respect for Gern Blanston. And so therefore, why are you taking duty? Why, why are you consuming duty cycles of my cognitive brain to try to figure out who is this person and why are they deemed important enough to be shoved uh, above the button that I need to click to get to Plex, so I've so I, so I've decided that I'm going to join the 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 triumphant parade of people who are replacing like the Google TV like ad based launcher with a third party app launcher that's just boring <laughs> rectangular tiles with the logos of the apps that you are launching. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. There's the whole Android TV, Google TV situation is, is, mm, mm. <laughs> it's a little bit squirrely. I, why are you suggesting to me things for apps that I do not have installed? Like I don't pay for Disney plus. I'm not yeah. paying Disney any money. Stop telling me to give them money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to. Also, they're, Can they're, I already give them enough. I, I reckon that Disney is doing just fine. They they don't need to they, they don't need like extra encouragement, extra viewers to come in and and and, and come in and watch. They should be happy with the money that they're making. They, they should be happy that in the in the, the first wave of post COVID 
uh, movie going. They are making eighty to ninety million dollars opening weekend on a, on uh, on the uh, on the Black Widow movie. They should be happy with that. It should not bother them that I'm not watching Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm flattered by the attention, but I really think they should look inward in themselves. That that whole in themselves that they have this yearning to fill only they can fill it themselves because it is something that they have not created for themselves i can't fill that hole in their yearning for them you see i'm just Um, i I want the best for you disney plus i just don't it pains me that you keep looking for these external signs that you're you're, you have value you are you have value because you are an individual not coming from signs of affirmation from strangers like me it's it's that's value you have value in mike eisner's eyes (laughs) um Andy, what holes are we filling today? Yes, we are, we are, we're filling certain cognitive holes in our podcast this week. A uh, couple of couple of new stories about Google. Some uh, uh, bad news uh, that uh, they they, they thought that they patched bad. things up with the with the the proud nation of France, but it turns out that détente has day gone day not. Uh, some new changes they're making to uh, beef up the the gamification of Android 12 mm-hmm. and Stadia, uh, and then we've got a tale of three phones. You got the, uh, the, the 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 house of straw, the house of sticks, the house of bricks. But imagine that the house of bricks is a house of lies. So we're building up to the house of lies. You know what else? Act. Brick is bad in brick is bad in an earthquake. Mm. Not good for Wi-Fi either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, my God, that's also true. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Sundar Pichai sat down for an actually very interesting hour-long interview with BBC's ML Rajan. Uh, And so I did, as of like three minutes before the start of the show, I got to the end of it and taking notes. So we'll we'll go through some highlights. It was a very interesting show, and we'll be able to talk about that without having to pay the TV license fee. Yes, and I've got the cliff notes, by the way, which if you want (laughs) us to put them in a PDF for you, Andy has got it. I even got it highlighted like the. I know. (laughs) Just like the real cliff notes. Everyone's saying, ooh, (laughs) that that kid not only is using like a bulleted indents, but he's also got a highlighter (laughs) out. We're definitely cheating off of that kid. Are are we we going to use are we going to use the pretend to be his friend ploy or the promise to beat him up if he doesn't help us ploy? We'll have to keep watching him. (sighs) But we will get to all that after this ad. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. If you have a website, what purpose does it serve? Whether it's driving people to your products, collecting sales leads for your company, or providing customer service with a contact form, when these critical transactions fail, you lose out on business. Not to mention the bad experience for your users. But there is a solution, transaction monitoring from Pingdom. Starting at just $10 a month, transaction monitoring runs checks 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and will alert you when cart checkout forms or login pages fail before they affect your customers and your businesses. Pingdom will notify you the moment there's failure over SMS, email, or via your favorite apps like Slack, OpsGenie, and PagerDuty. Depending on what's being monitored or the severity of the outage, you can customize who is alerted and how they get the notification. Don't let your users discover a problem with your website. You should be the first ones to know. And it's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to buy, use our code material at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the show and Relay FM. 
and we're back. And oh, wait, there. Wow, there's been huh? someone like knocking at the door oh. for like ever. And Who's at the door, Andy? Hang, hang on, I, I I probably should go answer that. Hang on. Okay, all right. We're just a quick break. Andy's gonna go answer the door. Wonder who's at the door. Oh, oh man. Wonder. Oh, there's there's ruffling going on. You and I go. Yeah, Andy and I go. Um, yeah, I'm doing a podcast right now. I'm sorry, but did you order a meat lovers calzone two days ago? Yeah, that was two days ago. I still want it. Well, is this a calzone from two days ago, or did no, no, just made it fresh. The thing is, we was out of napkins, and oh, we geez. always make a promise: every <sighs> calzone comes with three free napkins. Oh, okay, thank you, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, I don't have the app with me, but I'll be uh, sure to leave you uh, good feedback and uh, uh, and and healthy tip. But uh, thank you. I mean, God, it's like. Was it like it's, but it's quarter past midnight? Wow. Okay. Uh, oh, we've been closed since seven thirty. I've just been <laughs> circling the block, trying to, you know, gin up my courage a little bit. You know, not a whole lot of excuses that we're two days uh... late and no napkins. Well, no, okay. Uh, I'll give you great feedback, DoorDash. You're exactly the sort of jib from which DoorDash material. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I'm taking off too much of your time already. Well, no, it's great media. Uh, safe trip uh, home. Uh, oh, by the way, there's a speed trap usually on Route 4 uh, by the cur- curve underneath the train tracks. So oh, that's all right. I'm walking the 18 miles back. Wow. This poor five, five stars is kind of isn't enough. Uh, thank you. I, I go back to the show, but thank you very much. And th- thanks for the calzone. I'll mm. uh, probably heat that up tomorrow. Like, you okay, could do well, a late night calzone. I would. I would be in favor of that. I. I wouldn't. Yeah, actually, actually, and it's a meat. It's a. It is meat lovers too. I think they actually yeah. got heavy uh, on the bacon. So mm. uh, that that sounds okay. delicious. What what an odd character. But again, uh, it's a it's a good window into the gig economy. Good a lot of good, honest, hardworking, trustworthy people. Andy, Andy, was that was that Ozzy Osbourne and and Jack Osbourne? Because you know that they have that show. I don't know if you know, but they have a show where they go around in an RV. <laughs> No, no, I'm. I swear to God, this is a real show. I'm not making this up. I, it's on Pluto TV, by the way. You, I'm just you know, wondering if you know you've got a great premise for a show. If when someone explains to somebody else, they'll get one sentence into it before they have, they feel the need to say, "I am not making this up." No, I'm not. Um, by the way, Jack Osborne doing really well for himself. Good, Good for, for him. you, buddy. Glad, um, all I'm right. Glad, so glad the news. The, yeah. So uh, actually, so we'll. Uh, if you've I, we we had an obligation we we did we, we did do. a cliffhanger in all we about do. android uh mm-hmm. that we're hoping to get people so if you if you are from all about android and you were wondering about that cliffhanger you wanted the payoff uh we hope that that expensively uh written and voice cast little piece of radio drama uh satisfied you and now that the remainder of the show is not going to let you down okay but please uh, tip us <laughs> Speaking of letdowns, so yeah, uh, you remember a, a few months ago we were talking about how France had France Antitrust had uh, w- mm. at the bidding of uh, News Corp and a whole bunch of other news publishers had passed a very very silly and restrictive set of laws uh, da- designed to sort of 
punish Google and other internet providers for single-handedly and with malice aforethought destroying uh, the conventional news industry through means that they didn't really make a whole lot of sense in trying to explain. But one of the things that when we were discussing it that was made this uh, new law kind of problematic was that it forced a company like Google to enter into negotiations with news publishers uh, so on, well, when Google search has a blurb from a linked story or a linked piece of content that comes up in Google search, they have to pay the news provider for this and they have to negotiate in good faith about this and the pro- to, to decide on what the price is going to be. But the problem was that really there was nothing in this law that determined that, hey, look, if the, if the news provider just wants to sort of like bat Google's head around like a kitten uh, and Hmm. simply say, oh, well, I know that you've been doing nothing but like live. You you took an apartment right next to our building so that you could negotiate for 11 hours a day and you've acquiesced to pretty much every silly thing we've asked for. We decided that we'd much, much rather rake you you over the coals and claim that you were negotiating in bad faith. They would have absolutely no recourse against that. And so I'm not saying this is exactly what happened, but – I'm simply reporting without uh, any color on it uh, that uh, France, <laughs> the France antitrust regulators have fined the company uh, 500 million euros or $593 million for not negotiating in good faith with <laughs> news publishers. So, yeah, I'm kind of suspicious that maybe they did do their best, but it just didn't go as the, 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 the butt kissing was neither as frequent nor as intense or satisfying uh, in the regard of the recipient of the butt kissing. Uh, so uh, so Google's punishment is that they, they got to cough up a half a billion <sighs> euro. So, yeah, uh, Google said that they are disappointed with this and they will appeal. Uh, but uh, officially now they have two months now to <laughs> figure out what they mean by good faith and faith goodly. Uh, to that standard, or else they could be on the hook for closer to, to a billion dollar fine. So, okay, we'll see how that works out. I mean, I just, oh, it's frustrating being on the side of the news publishers. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm glad it's, it's some effect that uh, Google's kind of getting mm, in trouble. <laughs> uh batted on the wrist or how they say yes. um for you know at the same time what is the proposed solution not something that we can discuss here on the podcast cuz oof yeah i have yeah. always i've always had problems with that because i'm i'm not instinctively on the side of the 2 trillion dollar company uh, but News Corp is also a very very powerful and successful company we're not talking about like mom and pop early morning farm report that can't sell ads for like egg harvesting equipment. We're talking about Rupert Murdoch's company that's bringing all this attention in every country that they can possibly bring these laws forward in. And they, they never make a good case for uh, how do you respond to Google's numbers about here is what's driving traffic to your site. We're not, we're not reprinting an 800 word article. We're basically summarizing it in a sentence or two enough so that you, people will want to click that link, leave Google search and go to your site where they can like read your content and see the ads that you've sold on your, on your content. So I, there's a lot of this I don't buy either it's because it's fraudulent to begin with or because they just haven't made that case in a way that dumb old me can understand. 
So, <sighs> God, Andy, the internet has come so far in complications. <laughs> um, speaking of, well, not complicated. Yeah, happier, happier stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Google had their combination uh, uh, games developer summer summit and conference. So basically, all combination about- pizza. It's this is not as good as a combination Pizza Hut Taco Bell. This is a oh. Pizza Hut KFC. Is it is it as good as that taco at Taco Bell that's wrapped in a big Dorito, like a big? Does that exist? Like, yeah, they have they have this Dorito shell, like a, a taco shell. So you get the orange Cheeto dust, like and, and everything. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Okay, you mean the actual taco? I thought you meant the building. There's which I went to a, go. There's some sort of bean paste based adhesive that that keeps the wrap uh, engaged. They probably have to rough mm-hmm. up the surface. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so, so this is the big this is the big developer summit, and also where Google is doing their song and dance, uh, partly to keep game developers happy and interested and engaged in developing content for Android. And please, 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 Stadia, please, 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 Stadia, uh, Stadia as for, for Andy. By the way, the Stadia's <laughs> specifically for Andy. Yes, I still, I still, they still haven't got the fifty nine dollars out of me for to to, to buy the controller. Uh, and I'm still not even terribly interested in just even playing it on my phone. Uh, but as you may or may not have heard, they're way, way below targets on a uh, number of titles they expected to have at this point, the number of the, the audience level that they expected to have at this point. And certainly that might have fed into one of the biggest announcements uh, from this period in which they said that starting on October 1st, Google is going to cut its normal 30 sh- 30% share of uh, purchase and in-app purchase revenues uh, in Stadia in half down to 15% for the first $3 million in earnings per title uh, to 15%. And that's going to last all the way through the end of 2023, which again, it might be part of a, oh, please, please, please. We're going to make it, we're going to try to make it more economically attractive for you to bring your uh, top tier game to our, uh, our streaming platform. But also it might just be that they're bringing the, the Stadia store in line with what they're all, what Google is all, already doing with the Google Play store and what Apple is doing with their own app store with the, mm-hmm. all the heat that they've been getting from regulators uh, with the uh, epic lawsuits that have been filed about, oh, well, what's, it's not fair that we have to give you 30% for everything. So almost across the board, the industry has is saying that, well, now until you make a kajillion dollars, instead of giving us 30%, you only give us 15%. As soon as you make a kajillion dollars, then we'll soak you for the extra 15%, but you're good. So it may not be a sign of butt kissing. It, the butt kissing might be a very, very pleasant uh, uh, side effect to my uh, collateral sort of effect, uh, because again, it's not, this, it's not like Stadia is dying, but after failing to make all these targets, after having this big launch with all kinds of fanfares uh, game studio multi-year launch by the way i swear to god they've been launching this thing for years i've seen so many like demo booths of this controller to the point where i'm like oh it's the stadia controller (laughs) you know made out of fondant yeah Yeah. it does look like it's made out of fondant actually doesn't it it looks (laughs) like you can take a bite out of it um and not enjoy it by the way i don't like the fondant when they do mm, it's not yummy I do want to say, though, about this, it's very much the um, it feels like the the social media effect, like that's the kind of there's, you know, there's marketing to this. It's not just the app store minimum. It's not just the revenue share, that sort of situation. Yes, that's part of it because that stuff has been in the news. And so I feel like that's just a really organic way to get Stadio back in the news. 
and whoever thought of it is honestly smart. <laughs> what a smart way to latch on to what's going on. <laughs> but uh, but it really does put the onus on the developers to to help the platform grow. Yeah. And knowing the developer community, the game development community, how tight-knit it is, how um, protective it is of its properties, do you as a developer want to invest in a platform that has not been like the kindest, if that makes sense. It's not that Google hasn't been kind in allowing them and it's on its platform, but eh, the whole shuttering down of the Canadian offices and killing jobs that people were really stoked about. Yeah. Just kidding. It's, you know, it, it reeks of failed projects like Ouya, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah. And then when you already have not when, when the idea of a Google product graveyard is such a strong and coherent meme that there are two Google graveyards. I know <laughs> that that I doesn't know. that doesn't I say know. that if I've got one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars to invest in developing a, a game for and targeting to a platform, perhaps I want I want that to be on the Microsoft. Uh, I want to be that to be available for for Xbox Live. Perhaps I want that to be on the Sony Store. Perhaps I want it to be on the, the 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 place where everybody seems to be hanging out right now, not the place where, oh yeah. Where it seems it seems as though like if you walk in there, they're gonna close the doors behind you and try to sell you a timeshare on a waterbed or something. That this is not a place where you want to be. It's not a high, very high rent sort of place. That's not a timeshare a presentation you want to sit through. Like lift <laughs> tickets, definitely those can get pricey. But mm, a waterbed. Uh, by the way, do you remember? Do you remember on live? Yes, the stream. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm really afraid to happen to Stadia. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that's. This is, uh, it had all the makings of a great idea, and then. And then suddenly saying? it was like, yeah, forget we said anything about that. That was a we had we we had a lot of launch energy. We did not have all the, the stuff about like making it into into a stable orbit and then going on to Mars or the Moon. Guess to be fair, I've had happen. some public projects that have taken off and petered out just like that. So sure. I can't quite fault them. But hey, va- <sighs> va- like vacuuming. I mean, I've, I've got like a, a couple of square meters of carpet that are crystal clear and clean. And then I just sort of get bored. It's like it just seems like I don't I don't want to have to unplug the, 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 the I don't want to have to unplug the vacuum and plug it in someplace else. What am I? And then I'll, I'll find something else to do. I could, I might need an adjustment in my medication. Uh, I'm but there, laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing because yes, I completely understand. Uh, there are, there were some uh, uh, genuinely nice news, uh, interesting news rather from, uh, from the conference. Uh, they're going to be make uh, they introduced a new porting toolkit uh, so that if you've already That's developed right. games for windows, you're just going to make it uh, porting to uh, this new platform a little bit easier. They already announced uh, the, uh, the gaming tools that are coming to game developing tools that are going to be coming to uh, to uh, 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 to Chrome to Chrome OS, uh, but also there's a lot of announcements about game features that are going to be built into Android 12, which really got my attention because a lot of this stuff is uh, we're we're used to at this point sort of a, a tortoise and the hare mm-hmm. relationship between mm-hmm. features between iOS and Android. 
where mm-hmm. they keep they keep switching off who's the tortoise and the hare or someone will I was going to say iOS will go will leap ahead you know by by a, by a couple of lengths and then they seem to be staying put for a while and then Android leaps ahead catches up and leaps ahead these are the first this is the first time in a long time I can think of where we're talking about features that not only are really interesting solid features for Android but features that not only don't exist for iOS but they don't it looks like they're not going to exist. They're not the sort of features that um, have been teased, hinted at, rumored, or even make sense for for iOS. Uh, mm-hmm. One th- one of the first things is that that got a lot of headlines was uh, they're introducing a new feature f- uh, for the Play Store uh, where uh, games that have been built to a certain standard, uh, people will be able to start playing them before they've even completed the installation mm-hmm. process. So when you have like long binary, long long app packages. Uh, that will take a long, long time to go in. And you, by the time they actually install and start running, you've kind of forgotten whether this is the golf game or whether this is the one where you're, uh, where you're stealing cars and running, over, <laughs> running, running over innocent people. Uh, the uh, Google Google claims Grand that uh, you can start playing games <laughs> at least twice as fast uh, as on uh, Android 11, based on what they've been seeing so far with some of the games that they've been porting around. So that's immediate. That's an immediate benefit. Um, a new feature, however, is that they're introducing a new floating game toolbar and dashboard, uh, which will be available on quote select devices unquote. Just hope and pray that your device has been selected this uh the these two ui uh, elements will contain features like uh controls for us to activate and deactivate screen recording and streaming uh frame rate displays you know exactly how many frames per second you're getting uh it's going to have a a trio of uh, different performance profiles you can select so that if you want just i don't care if you i don't care if you burn through my battery 10 times as fast just give me the highest frame weight the highest performance you possibly can or if it's like actually no i'm kind of running low on battery i want this game session to last as long as possible i don't care if you drop down to 60 frames per second or 30 frames per second just please like make this game last as long as you possibly can um which is uh, i i see this is I, I love these features that remind me uh, that uh, of the of the diff- of, of the generation gaps in gaming mm-hmm. between certain people I, i'm not as you might have guessed i'm not i'm not a big gamer chiefly because uh, when i want to relax from work the last thing i want to do is like be looking at a screen i really just and also if i'm just like if i'm scared and you. running around and trying to solve <laughs> problems and trying to avoid not getting shot at that's that's not relaxing for me that's that's tension for me have you and, tried building an island or men tending to a farm because i'm telling you you could get something out of the stardew valley <laughs> i just see i i'm afraid that i'll start to enjoy it and then i'll realize that oh i'm at a point where i can either spend four months in real time getting to the next part of this game or I can give them $73 for gold carrots. Not not will... Stardew Valley. No, no, okay. no. But anyway, but anyway. I, I know what you mean. Yes. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a peek into the fact that it's it's uh, it's not all about performance. It's also about performing, where mm-hmm. a lot of people are part of the experience of gaming is also capturing the game so that you can share it with other people either That's simply right. because you want to show off with your friends this great thing you did or because mm-hmm. this is how you're making <laughs> enough this is how you that's how you're paying off a lot of your student loans uh is by actually having an active twitch or youtube ch- youtube mm-hmm. uh, channel uh so oh god that's, that's yep. some dystopian 
Sorry. Hey, so long, so long as you're somehow managing to pay down your student loan debt, I don't. You know, if you got just an remember, OnlyFans you're going to get taxed. That's fine. You're you're, you're going to get taxed, so make sure to put enough aside for taxes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, shall we take a quick break? I think and we then... should take another quick break. Yes, I feel like that. This episode of Material is brought to you by Make Do from Relay FM. If you like this show, there's a good chance you'll like Make Do. You don't have to monetize your hobbies, but if you wanna, the Make Do podcast is ready to be your cheerleader. Host Tiff Arment is a glass artist, painter, and photographer with a not-so-secret past in Broadway costuming. Also hosting is Julia Scott, a journalist, potter, and self-proclaimed textile goblin. A really great episode to start with includes the episode Don't Tell Me How to Hobby, which will help you help yourself get into that hobby you've been wanting to really get into. Listen as you hobby. Go to relay.fm slash make do or search for make do wherever you get your podcasts. So Flo, you want to talk about three different phones? The last one is going to be a naughty phone. Hmm. Hmm. Which one? Are we going to talk about the folding one first? Or are we going to talk about the one that's supposedly coming from Google and supposedly comes with an orange stripe? Or are we going to talk about the one that lied on its benchmark test? We're definitely going to. I'm not saying they lied. I'm saying oh, that yeah, they're, sorry, they didn't lie they're wearing trousers. Uh, the heat of those trousers seems to be above the flash point of a cotton poly blend fabric because there is a rather energetic <sighs> oxygen reaction happening. You're making me sweat. Indeed, their pants like I'm on polyester. fire. Yes. I'm wearing polyester. <laughs> Ooh, uh, so flammable. But, but let's get on with it. If you're interested, so the, the first two phone stories have to do mm-hmm. with if you are at all interested in buying a really nice phone sometime uh, this year and you've been waiting for the next new phones to come out, uh, we actually have some good tangible information. Uh, according to a uh, generally reliable uh, uh, rumor rumor publisher uh, cover journalist Evan Blass uh, has the information about uh, Samsung's next Galaxy Unpacked event. So he says that it's going to be on August 11th, just a few weeks away. And he has like animated uh, animated gifts of pretty much everything and the almost the entire lineup. Key claims that uh, already have locked down and uh, and ready to pre- ready to present. Uh, so you can look forward to the Galaxy th- uh, Z Fold, the third edition of this. Uh, he has imagery of this. It seems to have a nice, huge cover screen. Remember the first generation where it, it seemed to have like a tiny, like 2006, 2007 size and resolution screen, sort of like postage stamped in the middle of the cover of the thing. Now it really does look like you're taking out a thick, thick chunky, like galaxy phone with a with a side to side screen all the way to the all the way to the top of it. Um, there was also some leaked video, like a few quick little snippets of uh, developers who had worked on certain features. Dynamic snippets, Andy. Dynamic Come on. snippets, You can right? click a play button and they move. Ooh, indeed. <laughs> kind of like those lenticular pictures of Jesus where if you walk past him, Jesus closes his eyes in a particularly beatific sort of gesture. That's kind Only of, it's a f- okay. probably $1,500 phone. I need to get one of those, Prince by of the Peace. way, in my hallway. I want a Jesus that winks at me. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so uh, so we're, uh, based on this video uh, if you've been waiting to buy one of these phones when they get rid of that little crease on the inside of the big tablet sized screen we unfold it 
looks like you're going to be waiting for the four or the five. Uh, but I'm kind of excited to see how well these things endure. Uh, the first one was definitely for people who just wanted to see how the hell these things worked uh, and or had $2,000 to spend on something that they just wanted to have pride of early ownership. The second generation was almost there, where if you really, really love the idea of a chunky, pocketable phone that unfolds into a smallish tablet, it, you had to make some sacrifices, but it was actually functional. I'm really looking forward. They, they, Samsung often does this, where they're not embarrassed about falling flat in their face like the first time they introduce something, because they will, again, they're manufacturers by nature. They make mm-hmm. uh, 18,000 different attempts at anything. And so if it's a good basic idea, they'll keep at it until they get that mechanical hinge right, until they get the plastic coating absolutely right. Uh, And if they finally wind up at a point where this is uh, easy to use, practical, comfortable, and at least somewhere in the ballpark of a prestige phone, it's not like uh, $1,800 for the equivalent of a $650 performance phone. If they could sell this for like, 1250 i mean i'm still not going to buy it but it would they could at least make the argument that this is not just a toy for people who it's just you know, flagship you, price at that point it's yeah, not i mean it's a, yeah. you you imagine that the the even the the second version of this the people who are buying this they're they're, they're they they go to they open the amazon app and they're their their list of like things you've been really recently looking at on the amazon store it's all like yacht wax and <laughs> you know or you know, orphan manacles, you know, that's that sort of stuff, not the sort of accessible to the normal sort of mm-hmm. uh, normal sort of person. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're also going to be looking at uh, the Z Flip 3. That's the uh, little like Star Trek communicator uh, folding phone. Uh, the Galaxy S21 FE, uh, which is uh, Galaxy S21. Fan edition. Yes. In sort of a mid-range sort of price without too many sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Uh, two new uh, watches, including the a new version of the Watch Active and a new set of Samsung Buds. So, Buds. Yes. So, sure, so it should be a fun day away. <laughs> hey, hey, time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how they uh, – it's uh, Samsung, they, they, always, they always put on a big, like, unpacked event. But it's rare when they don't have at least one really embarrassing part of the presentation where they decide, okay, well, you had women on stage only once and it was an actress right. who was there to play the part of someone who really, really liked the new uh, uh, the, the new un- method of unlocking it without having to touch the buttons because she just mm-hmm. had her nails done and she didn't want to ruin them. Okay, not exactly progressive, uh, but... No, it is a real-life concern, but yes. Yes. (laughs) You you don't want that to be the 100% of your female representation during your flagship (laughs) announcements. (laughs) Um, Moving on, though, yes, uh, uh, Flo, we do have uh, some more news about the Pixel 6. I know that we talked about it a lot a couple weeks ago, chiefly on the basis that I'm actually very, very excited about the rumors that I've been seeing. The, The pictures that have actually come out as renders and the word pictures that have formed based on uh, the features that are being, uh, are being uh, uh, bandied about paint a picture of a very much Andy oriented flagship pixel phone. Um, we do have some new stuff. Uh, John Prosser says that the, the vital information that the, uh, there's going to be a bigger one and a smaller one. We knew that, but the bigger one is not going to be called the XL. It's going to be called the pro. Um, the also yeah, new information. Yeah, I know. That's in- the one that's got me going a little. <laughs> 
pitter patter. Um, mm-hmm. A the one of the three cameras is going to be fifty megapixels on the on the wide end, which is very very good. It's I'm I'm more excited about a fix a fifty megapixel camera than on some of Samsung's rumors about oh the next one's going to have a two hundred megapixel camera because that's kind of BS. If it's fifty megapixel, that is the stated resolution of Sony's uh, one one of their high end. Uh, very, mm-hmm. very good flagship uh, processors and sensors. But you know that that's snake oil if, if above 50 megapixels. But the other really exciting thing is that, again, this is just rumor, but wouldn't it be great if it were, if it were true that they uh, the Pixel 6 is sold with a promise of five years of updates from Google? Um, the rumor there says that Pixel 6 will come with four years of OS updates and five years of security updates, which for me is plenty because... Uh, if I, I, I'm, I, I take really good care of my phones, uh, and, but at, by year four or year five, I feel as though it's done. It's, it's had a good run. It deserves to now be, you know, a, 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 a pet horse it, it, to be taken out to graze, to gallop and gamble okay. and romp and right. play, but right. no longer needs to pull the plow, no longer needs to be in mm-hmm. good fettle for, for the races or whatever. Uh, so give give me four years of updates, and I think that we're good. These it was always embarrassing to be, especially as someone who has to talk about iPhone and uh, and Android phones and Pixel phones, to have to say that, yeah, well, the good news is that you know you're not in uh, Google isn't putting you in limbo. They're promising two whole updates in the operating system. Uh huh. So it's not as though. So I so after two years, um, I it's going to be insecure and it's not going to have a lot of the cool features that are going to be built in. And meanwhile, someone's using like their iPhone three that's running the latest update that came out a week ago, and I'm like, <laughs> why do I do this to myself? What if we're all raptured by then? Exactly. <laughs> then then, then who's the idiot? <laughs> You know what? Because either either I get to like uh, live with a, sit at the right hand of glory, or like you people get raptured, and I just rummage through your pockets, and then I get to use your iPhone iPhone twelve. Okay. <sighs> shall we? Shall we talk about the the naughty naughty the, the unpleasantness? Yes, mm, the uh, devil so, on the shoulders. Yes. They say. I'm sorry, OnePlus, but I'm sorry, but you, I, I didn't mean to put that, you know, uh, visual there for people. But you really it's not it. a good look, my friends. <laughs> you really, really earned it. So, Anantech, which is the this is the, the website. benchmarking. Yeah, they 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 know from like nanometers. They know from mm-hmm. like uh, uh, chip architectures. They mm. can smell a rat from ten miles away. And so when they were benchmarking uh, the latest OnePlus phone and they discovered that, well, gee, the benchmark app that we ran on this gave us a score of this, but the apps that were running on it don't feel as though they're running as fast as that. Mm. So they followed mm. up. And because they don't just simply will, if, if I'm doing benchmarks, usually it's like I'm going to run whatever apps that I understand work and I'm going to ask people questions about no they can actually get to the bottom of this they were able to discover that and here we get to the naughty part of this uh oneplus had set up uh the the app infrastructure so that uh 300 popular apps had little uh, special tuning settings applied to them 
so that if you were running the Chrome browser, for instance, it had special settings that would make it not run 100% on the fastest uh, fastest uh, CPU cores. Uh, I mean, some people might appreciate that, but... Yeah, so it would be running on the slower cores instead. Uh, and it's not as though that's not without benefit to the user. The slower cores are the ones that generate less heat, consume less uh, less power. Uh, and if uh, to be fair, if you wanted to, if you're trying to get 100% performance all the time, you're going to lose a lot of battery. But mm-hmm. they weren't telling people that and they they what exactly the, the, the place where they really screwed up and we have to say liar liar pants on fire is that funnily enough they decided that you know we will allow benchmarking tests to use the full power and potential of all of the the, the heavy duty cores in our processor to make sure that the benchmarks are not affected by any throttling that we choose to apply uh, to the rest of this so yeah, as a as as, as a result, uh, Geekbench, when this story came out, they decided to remove this phone from all of its rankings. So it is a ghost. It is a, a zip on it because, of course, they 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 gamed the the benchmarks so they don't get to play uh, in its in stat rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they did provide a statement saying that somewhat lamely that well we were just listening to feedback from our users that were saying that we kind of want that they that you people want like longer yes, battery life and we were I just know but again this life. is yeah. this is we're not we're not benchmark chasing here like we used to uh it really is not about that and that's just um, <laughs> not a good look not a good it, it's yeah. very antiquated too it's a very antiquated uh way of approaching the android ecosystem i think and i know that this is something that is not going to make a lot of people happy because fandom is important for a lot of people and i understand too i also hate change my god my god do i hate change i absolutely don't do with it do deal with it at all <laughs> um but in this situation you know, it's a bummer because you get a really good deal with a OnePlus device. And so I want to know that the performance is just, you know, let me run it raw. Who cares? You know, if things are running ablaze, it's my problem. Let me handle it as the user. It would have been fine if they let things run uh, normally, but there's a setting somewhere in settings where you can say, oh, by the way, if you want to go into uh, a mode where you will not be able to reach the full power, the full mm-hmm. speed capable capability of this hardware, but you'll be running exclusively in a low power mode. Go with God. That's fine. Exactly. But you don't, you don't, you don't God. try to cheat a benchmark, especially, <laughs> especially if you, if you're going to even think about it, go to anontech.com. See if there, if ask yourself the question, is there still an active and flourishing website there or is, does it go 404 with a note saying, hi, we've decided we don't want to be in the business of being one of the most prestigious, hardworking, and detail-oriented uh, technical news sites on the web anymore? Because if that site doesn't exist, there is that much more chance you'll get away with it. But so long as the non-tech is out there, no, you may as well just be honest because they're exactly. going to figure that thing out. <laughs> Well, we're going to take one more break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what Sundar Pichai talked about with the BBC after this. Well, to finish off this episode, we have uh, an unusual treat in the world of uh, tech CEO journalism slash PR, Mm -hmm. an actual (laughs) in-depth hour-long interview with an industry titan. 
which mm-hmm. is it's just not done. It's just it's just so weird. There are t- there are times when uh, like Facebook or particularly Apple has a message they want to get out or they want to make sure that a lot of people, a lot of uh, cable stations uh, are talking a little bit about the new iPhone or whatever the, this new thing that they're doing. And so you will get everyone will get like 10 minutes with Tim Cook. And there will be like a PR person that has already discussed. Here's what you will discuss. Here's what you not discuss. If you'd stray from these things that we've discussed, we will su- you will we will suddenly be having connectivity issues, and you will find that your ten minutes are now up. Uh, but no, Sundar Pichai sat down for a, a very honest hour long interview uh, with the BBC's Amal Rajan, and I'm I'm not saying that it was like having him. Uh, at a tribunal sworn in in which he had to he had to answer questions on pain of death. Uh, but it was announced at the beginning that it was understood there were no prearranged questions. Whatever happened, happened. Uh, they actually at they it was the first it was an hour long interview. The first uh, that was on the Google campus in a few different locations. I just want everybody to know I am making some faces over here. You're not going to know what faces I am making. <laughs> But my buddy and friend Andy knows, and he's going to keep them to himself. Thank of you. Course. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want disclosure. Yeah. Disclosure. But but yeah, it was it, it was unusual. The, the first ten or fifteen minutes were, I wouldn't say fluff, but fluff adjacent. It was like, well, tell me about your background when you were a kid. Uh, that that he got give give him an opportunity to tell the story about how oh well our family my. I had a brother and my mom and dad. We would all be on this one scooter once a month to, and all on this one scooter to go to dinner. Uh, and uh, we got a phone after a five-year waiting list and application process. And people all the way from the neighborhood would come by to look at and use the telephone. And uh, and th- not not that that's like BS, but of course that's not the sort of yeah. like scary stuff. It's it's it is interesting. And it does it's extremely under- extremely humanizing. Yeah, and that's and that's part of yeah. the that, that, that certainly mm-hmm. is part of the reasons why uh, he's available. Uh, but it did get into like really pointed questions about well, here's how much here's your here's Google's history and Alphabet's history in paying taxes and why you're in why you're uh, you're uh, doing some business in Bermuda and what you've been doing in Ireland uh, and do you think that it's an ethical thing for a t- trillion dollar corporation to try to get away with paying as little as possible? Uh, he asked a whole bunch of antitrust questions. I, again, it wasn't like a feed over the coals tribunal, but it definitely was not the sort of thing that uh, if you are if you are the head of public relations, it's not the sort of thing that you would volunteer the CEO of your entire company to sit and have to a- answer questions like, are, why 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 is Google cheating on their taxes and and why do you think that they should be paying less taxes than the average average individual? Uh, so there is it was pretty well researched again, not going for the jugular, but it showed how calm uh, Sundar Pichai could be <laughs> answering all of these things, uh, asking a, ask, he, he uh, dealt with a whole bunch of questions uh, regarding certain uh, technologies. They, again, they went deeply into antitrust and on how much the uh, how, how much uh, power Google and, and uh, Google through uh, search. Uh, through uh, maps, through uh, their ad business, how much power they wield, and whether that is appropriate. Um, and if they, if there weren't a whole lot of tremendous revelations here, um, yes, humanizing is definitely the right word. But I've, I have seen, I've not been a part of because I've. It's been a long. 
I seem to so I skipped that part in my <laughs> in my career where I didn't become such a success. I didn't become a success fast enough that um, I would have been excited to have a ten minute sit down with the CEO of a very important mm. company in which I wouldn't get anything interesting or make any good use of that time. But I would get ten minutes of video of me with the CEO of Apple or Microsoft calling me by my first name. Uh, then we get to me being old and jaded and being able to answer <laughs> like uh, being being not not being so jaded and hard to impress enough that my first question when I'm offered something like that, not that I've been offered like here, have, have an hour with Tim Cook. It's like, OK, well, will it be all on the record and will I be able to ask mm-hmm. whatever I want? No, then you should probably give it to somebody else who can probably make better use of that time. But thank you very much for this offer. Uh, but it, it, I do feel as though it was a valuable hour. Um, and also, there, t- I might be, I might look like uh, a potential fool here. But when, for instance, when Tim Cook talks about Apple's beliefs in user privacy and uh, data tra- and data harvesting and activity tracking. Um, I believe him when he says that, mm. that that they believe it is it is definitely uh, covers their business and their bottom line uh, to do this. It's a it's a marketing point they can do, but I also believe that I also think that they genuinely believe that. Also, when Sundar Pichai talks about um, how driven he is by the idea of making uh, technology uh, accessible to as many people as possible, I also believe him when he says that. Even though, mm-hmm. uh, just as with Apple. Uh, the idea of having free products backed by uh, user metrics and advertising, that's very much <laughs> Google and Alphabet's business plan. But I believe the sincerity in it because I uh, because I have watched and been in the room when a CEO or, or, or senior executive has been offered up to humanize the company and it just doesn't work. It It, it doesn't work as well as the company thinks it does. Um, because especially when I mean, you're it's giving better the, than hiring Ashton Kutcher to come and try. <laughs> that's true. It's it's definitely it's definitely better than saying, "Hey, uh, I know it will I know it will make my big two trillion dollar uh, uh, public surveillance company seem friendly and approachable." I'll like go on my electric surfboard hoverboard, waving an American flag while playing John Denver in Hawaii, and everyone will think I'm cool and friendly, uh, not just the the head of evil evil Facebook. Okay, well, no, Zuck. Now we think you're evil and weird. <laughs> um, I did. I did highlight a few things. Now, uh, now I have to. I have to give you some odd advice. Uh, it is if you are in the UK, it is a BBC interview, so you can go on the iPlayer and listen to it because you are. Because you 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 have through through one way or another paid for the BBC and you're entitled to it. If you are not uh, part of that dominion. Then you have to be creative. You have to you have to you have to pursue a Kobayashi Maru sort of solution to the problem. Mine was having faith in somebody putting it on YouTube and Google and YouTube not being fast enough to take it down immediately. Uh, and well, I'll be darned. I just did a Google search for ML uh, ML Rajan A M O L R A J A N and Sundar Pichai S U N D A R P I C H A I, and I did find the full interview. 
uh, right there, and I was able to end <laughs> because I have an application that will download <laughs> YouTube videos just in case it gets taken down before I can get a chance to actually take my notes on it. That's what I did. Uh, so I do encourage you to do that. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of it was very serious. A lot of it was well. I got a whole hour, so I get I can do. He ended it with uh, the lightning round. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, um, uh, "I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go to. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The one. The, the, I'm gonna go to one thing that was kind of significant because he was asked about uh, the problem of the internet fragmenting and having uh, the idea of having a California internet and a Chinese one, and then asked some questions about well operations in China." And uh, he did say that, well, look, we stand for freedom of expression. I do think that that model is being attacked. He was asked, would you consider going back to China? And he said very clearly, none of our major products are available in China, and we have no plans to bring them in. If we would ever decide to do that, we would do it in an open way. Interesting. Uh, but so we have the the, the lightning round. We would do round. it because the American government would allow us to do it without giving us any sort of legal headaches because we already owe so much money to all these other lawsuits yeah oh sorry i was just translating yeah. it in my mind <laughs> yeah but also also it, sa- it saves on the trouble of like again I, I again i do sincerely believe tim cook when he says that he thinks that privacy is a human right i just think that he's just saying i'm thank god that i'm the ceo of a company that has enough like lieutenants around me so that I will never say that in the presence of somebody who has the ability to ask the follow-up question. Yeah, but how about the privacy rights of people in China and Russia and other countries where you're perfectly happy in making sure the app store doesn't have any free speech or any privacy apps that the government doesn't like? Uh, oh, well. Uh, but oh, yeah, well. So, uh, saying, so he asks... Uh, uh, when your parents think back to their childhoods in pre-partition India and they see where their son has got to, I can, uh, what do you think they make of your life today? He said, the answer was, I'm sure they're proud, but I think they're a bit disappointed I didn't complete my PhD. Uh, they did act, they do actually tell that to me once in a while because they worked very hard for me to go to America and do a PhD. Just because the show, do it. it doesn't matter how rich or successful you get in this world. If you've got parents that were breathing down your neck since you were a kid, man. <laughs> They're never going to stop. Yeah. Never. You can't change people. You can't. You can't. You can just accept them. Yep. Again, it's you're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, what time do you wake up in the morning? Uh, he says varies, but typically 630 to 7. Uh, do I? Do you still read a physical news, newspaper? He does read the Wall Street Journal, but mostly 90% is uh, consumption online. Uh, is your Google Home speaker always switched on at home? And he went into, yes, but I know it only listens when I address it. Uh, how often do you delete all your personal data? Which was another inv- invitation for him to do the press, t- the PR talking points about, oh, well, I've got everything set to auto-delete. And I'm glad that I get to choose that for each of these things separately. Um, uh, uh, what's your policy on screen time for your two kids? I thought this was interesting. He said, I think this generation needs to learn to adapt to technology because it's going to be a big part of their lives. So I've encouraged them to develop boundaries on their own. I've approached it as a journey of personal responsibility. Mm, Fair. Interesting. That's true. I mean, listen, if you're going to let the internet uh, take over your life and then you're not going to file the papers that you need to in your college classes because you're up all night playing World of Warcraft, like at the end of the day, that is all (laughs) on you. Yeah. Now we'll go to the act, the real rapid fire questions. Um, 
interesting one. Are, are you Indian or American? He said, I'm an American citizen, but India is deeply within me. And it's a big part of who I am. Who's your favorite sportsman? And he named a cricketer whose name I didn't really get. Uh, the question was Dickens or Shakespeare would be Dickens, uh, Larry or Sergey. And he's like realized that he, that he was being screwed with. And he said, uh, Larry and Sergey, uh, how many languages do you speak? Three uh, Hindi, Termand and English. Uh, he drives a Tesla, uh surprise surprise uh he does not eat meat what is your favorite meal dosa uh person you'd most like to meet in the world today and he said i wish i had met stephen hawking before he passed away Mm. and the interviewer must realize that oh i've just got screwed there because my follow-up question was going to be the your favorite person from history living or dead that you'd most like to meet and you already mentioned a dead person uh but he said alan turing which i thought was a very interesting uh, response I, ha- you know, I would have had to go with Jesus, not because, you know, oh, my spiritual, like my God, my son of God. It's like, I got to know what this dude was really like, because you know that he really existed. And it's just, and even if I don't, I can't tell anybody ever. It's like, I don't know. I don't know who would be ahead of him on that list. You know, uh, I would do Carrie Fisher. We, But we got video of her, you know? Yeah, I know, but I don't have any. Okay. Anyway, you said I you know, can meet you know, whoever I, had, I want, better alive. I, I will. So I will. I will say something. Sure. One of the best dreams I ever had. Like I, even now, it's giving me this like very, very like happy, warm feeling. Hmm. Was it was just uh, it was like the most ordinary dream in the world in which uh, Carrie Fisher and I were friends. And the kind of friends who get together like once a month, once every couple months, and like spend the afternoon together and just hang out. And I just remember like waking up say. Wow, that was such a great day. Carrie Fisher is such a nice person to be a friend with. Friend with, and of I course, I, I don't know anything about that. But it was like it was just like the most pleasant thing to possibly have. Um, okay, oh, Abraham Lincoln or Winston nice. Churchill? He went with Abraham Lincoln. Gandhi or Nehru? I I agree with Gandhi. Uh, how often do you speak to Mark Zuckerberg? Now, this one was very very telling because this one's sort of like like. It's it's like one of his gears like slipped a cog, slipped a, a cog or something. I'm sorry, but this is giving full like energy of that photo of Richard Branson <laughs> and Elon Musk with Elon Musk not wearing any sandals on that like linoleum floor wherever they're at. There's like this picture going around. This is the kind of energy I'm getting from this question. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he said uh, he he very very stiffly said I. As I speak to him as and when needed, there's really no routine or specificity to it. Um, when was the last time you cried? I'm not sure that he was that the interviewer was expecting this heavy a response. I thought that he was going to say, oh, the, you know, the time when my, my, my latest child was born or something. And he just went very serious and said, yeah, you know, seeing the morgue trucks around a COVID hospital last year that was, you know, like, oh, dear. <laughs> I, I hope you have a funny one to end well, this whole interview Well, let's not forget, one because, he's an immigrant from yeah. India. Oh, I'm sorry, and yes. India uh, just had, specifically. like, yeah. yeah just, I mean, that was it's pretty serious. Uh, the last question was, you know, any advice to someone who may be in your position where you were when you were, like, uh, 20, 21, you know, and you're trying to go out and find your way in the world? And he just said, you know, find out what your heart is excited by. 
uh, and it will lead you to a good place. I don't, I didn't get the, I didn't get the full quote there, but that was the, that was the, the meat of it. So like, like I said, if you can, if you can find, uh, <laughs> I'll list, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm going it's, to, I'm going to VPN and try and watch that through yeah. the BBC. Cause I saw that they're hosting it on BBC two. Uh, you have to log in. So if you're here in the U S you know, the drill, you could all go with one of our advertisers, ExpressVPN, <laughs> if you like. <laughs> yeah, you know, how, you know, you know how the ad copy changed from like your privacy and security using public access networks, and last year they turned into well, you're you've already watched literally everything on U.S. Netflix. It's time to watch Korean Netflix. It's yeah, time to watch way, UK Netflix. So much better, so much better than the U.S. stuff. But um, I do want to say that while you were talking, I stumbled upon this Daily Mail article, which admittedly Daily Mail, listen, you go there for the celebrity goss and everything else is kind of secondary. Um, but apparently there's criticism that Amal did not go hard enough on Sundar Pichai about the open web. Yeah. I get it. From the from what you were summarizing of the interview, and again, I'm going to go watch this because I'm very curious, but... Um, I've always liked Sundar. I really have. I've yeah. always liked him. Because he he seems to me the most human. And I, sorry, we cover big companies. So he seems to me the most human. Yeah. Of the major CEOs. Um, and, you know, I see him as trying to bring honor to himself and you know his family and his his people where he comes from and um it's got to be really dang hard to be dealing with all this stuff and also having all this other stuff piling on you <laughs> happening at your work yeah it's you know i i, I have a <laughs> it's lot gotta of sim- be really tough having to like balance the emotional heaviness of life and then i realize i'm projecting here a little bit no but but, but, but no but that, that is i mean that is an excellent point i mean i have we probably both have friends who've been in the position of um i'm gonna speak for myself where like i'm thinking of one friend in particular who uh, had a software company and had like seven eight people working for him and he had to spend like a year, year and a half, like firing each one of them, one after mm-hmm. the other, as the as the business became less and less tenable. And I can't imagine what it's like when you control when you're at the head of uh, companies with hundred thousand people working, and you realize that if I really, really screw this up, that's fifteen thousand people who are out of work easily. And if I de- and if I decide to cancel this project, even though. Every single number on this spreadsheet is saying that we tried our best, but there is no way this is going to be success. There's no way it's ever going to recoup the amount of money we put onto it. There is no future for this whatsoever. But as soon as I do the most rational and logical thing, 88 people immediately are out of work and 53 other people whose names I have on this list will be reassigned to other projects and they will feel as though they've got the stink of failure all about Mm -hmm. them uh, and that they screwed up. And, And I, I don't have the ability to tell them that no, it just, you tried, you tried your best and it just didn't work out. It's, it's the sort of responsibility that I really don't want to have. I, I enjoy that this more, this more, this morning I can do the math and realize that, Oh, I have not had breakfast at that really good diner. That's about a mile away in like three weeks. You know what today? And also I got that new camera that arrived yesterday. I'm going to go for a mile long walk. I'm going to go through like the, the trail in the woods, take pictures, try out this new camera and then have 
uh, a buffalo ch- a buffalo chicken omelet with the wheat toasts and home fries. Yummy. And instead of in, instead of like saying, oh, but gosh, that's going to like take two and a half hours out of your morning where you need you have an obligation to make sure that you're creating value for this big or the Andianatko organization. Uh, yeah, if I knowing that if I sl- if I slip if I sleep in, if I let the battery on the phone that gets my text messages, if I let that run down all weekend, which is what I did like last weekend, that. Yeah, a lot of people are not going to make their mortgage payments, Andy, because you couldn't figure out the put the damn phone on top of the charger. You don't even have to plug it in, Andy. Just put it on top of the charger, and then you'll get that message that says that, hey, no big whoop, but just make sure that you reply with okay uh, to this message so that we can move forward on this thing that we've already invested a half a million dollars into. I'm not that guy. (laughs) (sighs) Go watch the interview if you can. Watch the interview if you can. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should wrap that up right mm-hmm, here and mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now. Of so we're we're already telling people to please absolutely uh, check out all about Android this week, where you get to see us talk about one of the topics that we talked about this way, but you get to see it in bright living color video. You also get to mm-hmm. see the dramatic first act of the little play radio drama that uh, we enacted for you uh, the second half of today. Uh, other than that, uh, Flo, what would you like people to direct their eyeballs towards this week? Hey, you know, you can always go to flowrights.tech. That's my handy little link for my author page at gizmodo.com. And I have a website, florenceion.com. And don't forget to check out the episode this week of All About Android with me and Andy. <laughs> Twit.tv. Um, as usual, go to uh, Anatko on uh, Twitter, Anatko on uh, Instagram, I-H-N as in Nancy, A-T as in Tom, K-O, uh, to find out things I'm doing here. You will you will see a picture of ducks that I took with that really very fun sharp, camera that I Very enjoyed. sharp photo, by the way. Oh, it's a, it's a, I could tell it's, that's it's, not a smartphone you snapped. This, this, this camera, it's a deal. It's a, it's a hoot nanny. It's a whoop de doo it, it better not be smartphone, right? No, for no, how no, much no, you paid no, for no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, you know what the weird thing is? It did cost about as much as like a flagship smartphone. That's how expensive flagship smartphones are. That's and, and a, a good point. It also reflects like that I got really a really, good really good deal on this. This was like mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be buying it sometime this year because I I need my my old camera was like seven years old and uh, I it was definitely time for me to get a camera that I could also use uh, like as a really high quality 4K streaming camera for uh, you know for streaming for, for mm-hmm. streams like this. Uh, and also other things I wanted to do with it, but it was like, oh, okay, for that price, they had a one day sale. It's like, okay, well, okay. This is one of the times where you say, well, you know what? I have X dollars. I'm going to make another X dollars very, very soon. No, I know I had money saved up. It was okay. But anyway, uh, but yes, uh, I'm also on uh, NPR WGPH in Boston this week. I'm actually a day early, uh, actually I'm later today as it happens, because right here uh, in the beautiful New England, it's one uh, eighteen mm-hmm. in the AM. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm on uh, 1230. Go to WGBHnews.org and you can stream it live or come a little bit later. You can stream it later. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to us this week. We hope you join us again next week. And until then, please have a safe, happy, and a healthy seven days. Bye, everyone.